You're listening to A Trip to India Podcast, a show for black women who are entering a journey of becoming their ideal self. I tap into the roadblocks that occurred during the process and lighten the mood with a sprinkle of hot topics while sharing my story. If you're on that path too, girl, stay for the following episode. Welcome back, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of A Trip to India Podcast, Season 3. Today's episode is going to be about how we should just stop downplaying ourselves and seeing our greatness in real time. I'm also going to highlight how Joe Budden defended black women and how we'd like to see more of that in media when it comes to us as a whole. And then, you know, just a little sprinkle of a few of the movies I've been catching up on this time um, as well. So let's get into it. So seeing yourself great in real time is something that is a daily constant struggle, okay? I have multiple insecurities at the moment and um, I'm starting to get to a place where I am being recognized for the things that I've been working so hard for. I was having a conversation with a friend and I was just, you know, venting about like where I feel like I'm at and how I'm, I don't complete, I don't see what other people are seeing right now at this point. That's what I was saying. I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit, but I was saying I just didn't see what other people were seeing at the moment. Like as in my skills, like um, that I've been trying to hone in when it comes to bartending. For those of you who might not know me, I also have a passion of creating cocktails. I've just never been put in the place to be able to like display that so Lately, I've been finding jobs that can offer that educational portion to it so I can, you know, roll with the big dogs. (laughs) Um, I enjoy servicing people. I enjoy creating drinks that make people feel good. And now I'm stepping into a place where they're allowing me to play with my creativity. And, you know, my friend was like, do you think this is your first time ever being like in this position in this realm of being like one of the best and I'm like well damn you're right (laughs) yeah I've been like stuck in this mindset of having to fight like the whole time just to like even get to a certain position and now I'm finally there I've been like working on my skills and now it's like starting to create people to notice that I actually kind of do know what I'm talking about. And even with me talking about it right now, I feel like I'm still in this imposter syndrome mindset a little bit because yes, I do know what I'm talking about. Yeah, when it comes to like that realm of bar, shit been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. So you ain't gonna know everything about it. But I've been feeling that way when it comes to my podcast too. Um, now I'm getting to a place where I am starting to be more vocal and confident about, yes, I'm India. I have a podcast. (laughs) I'm on my third season. I had, um, to look at like old videos from like two years ago. And it is crazy because I've been waiting to get to that. I've been wanting to get here, if that makes sense. Like... I can finally say I got some shit from two years ago. I can finally see my growth. 
And I feel like a lot of us are in these positions and industries and we've been fighting so hard to get to this place that when we get there, not saying that it's over, but just getting to a place where you're not downplaying yourself no more, you're confident on where you're trying to be and you know you can get there. You might not completely be where you want to be, but you know you can get there. And that's kind of the, the mindset that I'm in right now. It's like, I feel like I'm fully capable of being ex anything and exactly what I want to be, including when it comes to this podcast um, scenario. Well, yeah, in this podcast industry. Because, you know, it's easy when you get into these um, industries where it seems like it's oversaturated. And people try to, like, downplay you for even wanting to get into something that has, like, a lot of competitors in it in the first place. I think if you really want to do something, then do it. I don't care if it's lashes, fashion, um, podcast, YouTube, anything that anybody has been downplaying, trying to make it seem like, oh, there's so many people doing it anyway, or look at you, I guess you a podcaster too. You know, people really will try to, you know, make you feel bad about what you're trying to do or downplay what you got going on. But the, the key about that, people gonna do that regardless you don't downplay yourself and like start appreciating your wins when they happen like that's what i'm trying to do and my wins are just as small as me just dropping a video every week me knowing that i'm doing something on a consistent basis and me moving forward to trying to do things i've been investing in trying to get to a place where i can have a workspace and that's in the works at the moment so i'm kind of excited about that um i've been recognized at my job at the moment for being somebody that they think can be an asset so i'm being pushed to do things that i've never done before as of right now i'm like creating two cocktails i've never done that before i've always wanted to i've always idolized women in the industry that could and luckily i've had two women to want to like push me to be in that realm anyway. Um, also like my body, like my physical appearance. I'm looking at old pictures and I was just as little as can be. I can still remember myself in that picture thinking that I still needed to do better. Like I still, thinking I was fat, thinking I was big when there was nothing wrong with me. Hell, I would go back and keep that same pudge, okay? <laughs> and it's crazy because these themes that keep circling, um, yeah, they keep having a cycle in my life. And recently I had pre watched like all my old videos and that kind of got me to be inspired to talk about this on this episode, on just being confident on who you are right now. And maybe it takes you to go back and look at things if you have records, you know, if you can, yeah, if you have stored memory on your phone or maybe conversations with people who are around you in that time period to remind you that you are, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And if you're in the room, you're in the room for a reason. And even if you can't see why you're in the room, like even if it's taking you a while, they have you there for a reason. So you have to be qualified for something. Like, I don't care if it's a new job, new position, new hobby, new nothing. The moment that you are picking up some type of traction or making another step 
or doors are opening for you in certain ways, then you need to learn how to see your greatness in real time. And I am, I'm telling you, I am definitely going through it right now as well on trying to drill that into my mental. But I am getting better at it. So that was, you know, something I just really wanted to share because it's time for us to celebrate us in real time, babe. In real time. Not in hindsight. Not looking back. We can still do that. But in real time. Because that, to me, is even more of motivation than anything. But moving along. I did want to touch on um, Joe Budden. I watched his uh, 500th episode. And it was uh, called, it was dedicated to black women. So it was called, Who's Protecting Black Women? Obviously, you know Joe Budden, he's gonna go across hella different um, topics before he gets to like that. So it was kind of mid in between his um, episode, but he brought up this group, these two guys who we don't need to say their names because they don't need any more clout. But they have a podcast and recently they've been having um, backlash and been exposed for them being men of color, black men, but men of color because one of the two wants to not identify, you know. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. Has been exposed for disrespecting black women, period. Like being very discriminatory. And I wanted to talk about it on this podcast just because I wanted to highlight how I think the work that we've been putting in as black women to make sure that we are being heard and telling and letting it be known that we don't feel protected is finally starting to like trickle down. So, you know, he goes in on it about like how he don't. Basically, he don't condone it, and he felt like because of who he is in this podcasting realm, that he had the responsibility to shut it down. So he put up a post on Instagram, coming for them, and then you know some people came to him and was like, "Why would you do that? You giving him more, uh, giving them more clout, regardless if it's good or bad. You know, you're sending more traffic their way." But he doubled down on it, even though he did delete the post, but he doubled down on it by speaking on it on the episode by saying no that actually isn't going to help because once people go there and see that what they're what they stand for is truly that yeah you're gonna get a a good surge of people clicking because they want to see what's going on but then after they realize that that's not you know something they agree with or something that's just not cool all of that little cloud stuff is gonna hinder them i promise you that bag is gonna stop but it was something that stood out to me in the midst of Joe Budden talking about it, he was just saying how he's aware of how some black women aren't gonna appreciate him being the one to speak on it just because of things from the past. And I think it's because of like maybe him vocalizing how he, um, or maybe not vocalizing, but seeing how he dates Latina women. I think, on the contrary, Mr. Budden, that he's the perfect person to be bringing this up because his listeners are majority male listeners. And it takes that one guy to let the group know that this shit is not cool. 
how many times have we said that when it comes down to it, like the same way, like when it comes down to it, when it comes to women and black women and how we don't feel protected or we don't feel respected, that we would wish that the guys held their friends accountable. I feel like this was like the perfect media um, example of how his he was holding his peers accountable. As in letting them know, even in the future, maybe he do got a couple people that is around him that think in a similar fashion that they not down with the brown. They don't want no Boquishas, no Laquishas or Keishas that don't bring that shit around me. I feel like he made that perfectly clear. Like, if you around me, don't bring it around me. Ice is one of his co-hosts, and I guess early on, I never knew the guy, I guess, um, this first time we seeing him on Joe Budden, but apparently he got his start by trolling. So he, he was trying to say that he feels like the guys are doing that purposely. Like, that's their angle. They're trying to troll. They're trying to evoke... Um, this certain like energy out of black women in general or people in general it's like a shocking all value or whatever but in that by doing that they don't care you know what you're talking about it they they want to um get their clout anyway regardless if it's good or bad but then he continued the conversation because he does come from that realm and he said he don't know if it's because of his maturity or whatever he understands the he did not understand the extent of harm that he was doing to people. Like, and his, it took somebody from his own group to let him know, like, yo, some of the shit you said, like, I don't fuck with it. Like, that made me feel some type of way. Like, I don't even know if I can fuck with you. And he, like, he thinking because he's trolling and that it's supposed to not mean anything that, like, it's not gonna hurt anybody. I just like to see that he had a full circle moment that, yeah, that trolling shit, that shit is for the birds. It's really for the youngins, and for you to carry that on into your adulthood, thinking that that's a way to get clout, like on some six nine shit, it's just not it. I don't know if culturally we're shifting, but I like that there's trying to be a balance on what we consider to be okay and what we don't. And us checking on those certain things. I think we do have the right to check our peers and make sure that shit that's not cool and cool like on this show nobody is going to be discriminatory to anybody based on like their gender race sexuality none of that on here but that's my responsibility for my platform to make sure that that doesn't happen i feel like a lot of people feel like um that it's not their place to do certain things and that just doesn't make sense to me because if we all got to live in this world and it can affect somebody within your world in one shape or form, it's your responsibility. Because it's going to come back to you in some way. That's just that. But um, also on the flip side, I hate to bring this up because I know I'm a bit late about this. But, you know, Tuesday's my day, so y'all got to hear it. With the whole, like, males keeping males accountable, I feel like Rihanna did the same thing when it came to women by holding Ari Fletcher accountable. For those of you who have not seen it, which I'm sure you have, but just in case, if you're like me and just dip and dabble on what you want to see on social media or whatever, 
Ari Fletcher had an interview on a podcast, and she was, you know, having a normal conversation. And um, I believe the girl was saying how she realized that she is toxic. Ari took it upon herself to make a joke that, of course, she meant to just have as a joke, but she thought it was cute to joke about how she want an abusive man. Like, she didn't literally say I want an abusive man, but she said some graphic shit as in, like, if she's trying to leave, she'll throw a fit. She'll throw a tantrum just to push the man to a limit of, like, pulling his gun out on her to keep her from leaving. Like, that type of shit turns her on. That was a joke that she was saying that she doesn't really believe that way, but at the same time, you know, people been through that shit in real life, and she been through some similar shit like that in real life as well. Um, so, fast forward, she does a live on the live. I'm guessing because of that podcast, a lot of people have been like under her posts, telling their stories, saying how they're offended, how that does, you know, how it affected them, and how they didn't, you know, appreciate it. Like, and her <laughs> response was, she doesn't care. She don't care. It was the most insensitive thing that she could do. Some people thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny. I thought that she shut down. Sis shut down in front of everybody. That was one of those things when you are so prideful, you don't want to admit your wrongs, that she, you know, the she lashed out. The biggest thing to be like, girl, I don't care. You got nothing to do with me. Which is easy because she don't know these people. But when it comes to that bag and us as women, as peers, holding each other accountable. We're gonna drop that ass off of Fenty, which is, you know, a great accomplishment for anybody to have. I remember when I saw her first have an ad, and I was like, oh, shoot, that's dope. Like, you know, I think everybody was low-key rooting for her. It wasn't until, like, you start to see more and more glimpses of her personality that gives off this, like, mean girl vibe, and, like, I don't know, just, like, hyper ignorant, wretched, slow girl vibe. Like, it just gave that, the more that she would like talk. Or like, you know, glimpses of her personality would come out. Um, and now fast forward after Rihanna has dropped her from Fenty, she um, has now backtracked and I don't know if it was because of somebody on her team. I don't know if she had a change of heart. I don't know if she just wants to make sure that she doesn't lose any more money. But now she is at the place where she is setting up, um, she's starting a, a nonprofit specifically for women who have been affected by domestic violence. I hope it is coming from a genuine place, but I feel like I, I do like the way that this story has like come about. Cause if I would have talked about this before getting all the details, well, like before seeing this full circle moment, it would have been on a negative note. But I feel like this has shown like the power of holding each other accountable and what it means to Stand on something collectively as a society and making sure that we got these young kids looking up under us and letting them know what is and what isn't cool. What we should and what we shouldn't expect. She got hella young kids following her. 
and even young kids as in in their adulthood, their early 20s, who think that, you know, that lifestyle, them jokes, that type of shit is actually cute until they're in it. And even some that are in it because they have other people that are experiencing it with them in the same unhealthy fashion still believe that it's something, you know, worth having. Still believe that it's like a form of affection. So I just love how seeing the trickle down effect, how regardless if she was genuine about it or not, how she, you know, is trying to correct the situation. That's what I'm saying. But I believe that's all I'm going to have for that segment. Um, shout out to black men protecting black women. Shout out to black women protecting black men and us, you know, keeping each other accountable all across the board. Um, I think we are seeing glimpses of everything we've been fighting for starting to come into fruition. So that's my viewpoint on that. I want to give a shout out to this documentary that I watched. I'm late. It came out in 2020, but it's called Giving Voice. And it was about this uh, American playwright, African-American playwright, by the name of August Wilson. And he was a playwright that made um, 10 plays. And each play, not in chronological order, highlighted a certain era in the... 19, uh, 1900s reflecting the black experience and not necessarily I mean it was definitely the black experience but it was still able to be um, relatable for anybody that felt like an outcast or anybody that felt you know like a minority in America there's this competition that happens all over the nation where they have students come over to compete in order to get two spots onto Broadway. They give cash prizes and everything. But in the documentary, they follow these six kids. And it was just so heartwarming. And so cool to see like them like dedicate themselves on trying to, you know, win this prize. It was this one kid in particular, his name is Cody. He from Chicago. He from the south side of Chicago. And out of all the kids that were there, he was the one that had no training. His school didn't even have an arts program or nothing like that. But like, he made it pretty far. He got down to like the finals. He just didn't win like the, um, actually I think he did regionals. Yeah, he got all the way to regionals. Um, and he still continued to fight. I felt like it was just so inspiring to watch those kids in general just transform and like relate to the characters in uh, many different ways and just push themselves. I liked how you can see his transformation and him wanting to just pave his own path no matter where he come from. So if you need something like really cool and inspiring to watch, Given Voice is one to watch. And including, um, and on top of that, Encanto was a really great movie. They tried to get a girl to cry. I'm gonna try to tell you. Yeah, they tried to get me to cry because that was really beautiful. I felt like that highlighted like the um, special importance on family and respecting your elders. Remember where they came from, the sacrifices they made for you to even be here. I feel like that's like the the biggest the pinnacle of what the movie was about and I will share that movie with all my nieces and nephews because I think 
you know, we do need to have more of a sense of community and family and honor and respect when it comes to, like, the people that paved the way for us. Because once I get there, I want y'all to, you know, put a little respect on my name, too. Because you just never know what the sacrifices the people in your own family have made. Your grandmother, your grandfather, your aunts, your mother, and the shit that they've been through that you probably wouldn't even be able to go through. So, yes. That's what I got from Encanto. <laughs> Encanto was really cool. And then I definitely suggest, if you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, to go see Spider-Man. But this is one of my quicker episodes. Uh, and I really just had that on my heart to just, you know, if you took anything away from this episode, I wanted you to understand that you should see your greatness in real time no matter what it is that you're trying to do. And appreciate yourself. Celebrate some small wins. Don't forget what you're doing this for. Also, another thing, is after you know us seeing ourselves in real time, know that wherever you're going, you have a re- responsibility to create the environment that you want to live in. And that includes holding each other accountable. So, that's all I have for this show. I'll see you next week.